All right. Welcome, everyone, to Mythstery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant. With me is my permanent guest, Cammy. Hey there, Cammy. Hey, Bryant. And Peter, you look really different. No, I'm kidding. We have a new guest, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. OMG. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So excited. Um, this was uh, Debbie. Debbie. So Debbie is a friend of Cammy's um, and a fan of the show. And we are, it's three, it's, it's the middle of the day for Cammy and I, but it's like the night for you, Debbie, because you are recording from a special country. Where are you from, Debbie? Where are you right now? What are you doing? Who are you? <laughs> I am from Dublin and we are here coming live from Dublin and Ireland right now. Fantastic. Well, it's very nice to have you on the show. Um, today, we're going to talk about Roman stuff. No, I'm just kidding. That, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, so <laughs> we've done a couple. We've done a couple shows. Uh, we we for one of the first shows we did. One of the first five shows we did was talking about. We talked a little about banshees um, last October, and that was really fun to get into, especially when we talked about like the Irish American kind of evolution of it. And then a couple weeks ago or months ago at this point now, we talked about the children of Lear with the pronunciation help of, of con confirmation from Debbie, cause that's fun. And today Cammy and I are gonna butcher more words that we cannot pronounce, <laughs> but we're gonna have someone to really tell us uh, how we're doing it. Uh, and that's cause today- I will be giving you marks at a 10. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really, I'm worried. Well, I'm not going to screw up her name because Queen Maeve is who we're talking about. Um, it, it, really fun. Uh, have to just put this out on the table too. The minute you Google it, apparently it's she's a character in the new show, The Boys. That was really frustrating to yes. wade through all that stuff. Uh, I The Boys, I'm sure, is a great show, but I'm really sick of, oh, I'm really glad the ads are done because the season's done. I just want to go over that. So I'll just up front, Queen Maeve, it's based kind of off Wonder Woman. You kind of in, in the show, in the boys, we're going to get behind the real nitty gritty of it all. But um, yes, so uh, if you're new to mystery, welcome. This is a great episode to start. What we're going to do is we're going to pull a legend, in this case, Queen Maeve. We're going to give you some of the stories and, and tales of this crazy awesome person. And then we're going to talk about some of the history. Uh, it, we're going to touch a little bit more into the general Irish mythology, too. At least I will um, a good bit. So, And like I said, we've got an authentic representative of an entire nation here <laughs> to confirm everything. The so pressure's on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should have got my flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us uh, begin. Cammy is going to start us off. Cammy, please regale us with this Irish legend. Okay, sure. I got my, or my source is uh, Ireland or Ireland's Myths and Legends .com and the Cattle Raid of Cooley. Is that how you say it, Debbie? The which? Cooley? C O O L E Y? Cooley. That's it. That's it. The Cattle Raid of Cooley. Fantastic. Yeah. Try it in Irish now. Yeah, I was going to say, Tainbo Quilin. No. Tainbo Quilin. Tainbo Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Mine's going to be shorter because uh, Debbie has quite a bit on Queen Maeve. Um, so she's she's quite the scholar over there with, with all of her stuff. So I'll just get right into it. 
Though Queen Maeve possessed all the power and cunning you would expect from a warrior queen, she was not above friendly boasting and good fun. Maeve was the richest woman in the land, and one night she decided to remind her husband of this. She listed her riches, the vast lands that were under her control, and the hordes of gold she possessed, the fancy clothes that filled her wardrobe. But for every single tangible item Maeve brought up, her husband had something to match it. Whether he was growing tired of the game or simply trying to win, he brought up something Maeve could not match, a gleaming white bull, a bull to rival any in strength and beauty. She was beat. But instead of letting her husband win, she set out to purchase a bull. Maeve sought out her trusted messenger, Mac Roth, to find one that would beat her husband's. She was pleased to learn that he already knew the location of one such specimen, and it was only a few days' journey from there. He set out to get the bull on loan for Maeve. She asked for, for it for one year in exchange for 50 cows and a large plot of land. The owner agreed to the plan, thinking he had made out with a fortune. He even invited Mac Roth for dinner with his men to discuss the exact terms of the exchange. During the meal, the, fa the farmer heard Macroth boasting to his men that Maeve would have gotten the bull by force if the man had not agreed to release it to her custody. The man was extremely angry and kicked out Macroth and his men and told them to send, the to send their queen a message because the bull could only be taken by force. When Mac relayed the message to Maeve, she gathered her best men and led them into battle, beginning the cattle raid of Cooley. Oh... That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So that's Interesting. Like part one, essentially, here. So there's a lot more for Queen Maeve um, that's happening. But yeah, the battle, uh, the cattle raid of Cooley is sort of the, the big one. But Debbie, um, tell us yeah. more about Queen Maeve. Let us know what's up with this goddess slash queen. With this woman, with this chick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, these stories, they all go back to like sort of first century ID. So that's how long we're, uh, we're talking. And a note on uh, name. I don't know if, have you guys ever sat down and looked at Irish names and gone, how do you pronounce those? Yes. yes. <laughs> Specifically for this podcast. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're mad. And the name may, the old Irish name is spelling it M-E-D-B of M-E, I think it's M-E, father. Mm -hmm. French. Um, and that name means meat. So Maeve, um, the anglicized way of spelling the name, M-A-E-V-E. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Maeve was known as she who intoxicates when she's not only liked, was named after her mead, obviously the Irish liked to drink. Yeah. And also she was like supposed to be crazy beautiful. So the soldiers all fought for her, not only, you know, for pride and for their country and all that. Like, beautiful woman, you know. So, at the time, um, this, the Tawn Bokuria, now he, Maeve was actually going after the bull that belonged to, um, it's, it was a bull was known as Finn Vanuk, and it was actually, the story goes that he was uh, originally born into Maeve's herd, but the bull himself didn't like the fact that his owner was uh, a woman, so he went <laughs> off to, um, her husband's there, uh, joined the her husband's patriarchy. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. She kind of got cheated out of her ball a little bit. So she went back and made live in Connacht. And there's a little note there on the provinces of Ireland. There's Ulster, Munster, Leinster and Connacht. There, back in the day, they were all poor provinces. They're kind of like states. They all had their own kings. They all had their own laws. 
and um, May was the Queen of Connacht. And the bull that you're referring to, uh, the one that belonged to Dara McFeekna, he was up in uh, Ulster. And he wanted to buy the bull for twice its worth and all the rest of it. refused to sell. And it may have even offered certain favours to try and get this bull. How passionate she was. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is how the story goes. That's how the story goes. And say for definite. Um, so she, ra- so she, as you said, um, she made it, it was found out that uh, she was going to take the bull, whether uh, they liked it or not. Mm-hmm. So she even went ahead and um, raised the army and went to forcibly take the bull from uh, your, your man McFeekna. So, but there was, someone put a, like, this is where the whole um, mythology comes into it, because we have the mythological hero now, Cuculdan coming in. Oh. And he was an Ulster hero. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he held up the army's advance and he was meant to be our sort of demigod, you know. Um, he was son of one of the Irish gods. So for some reason, maybe she kept attacking and all of her uh, warriors being being defeated. <clears throat> and um, Cullen then embar- uh, demanded a one-on-one combat with Maeve herself. <laughs> and um, she had several battles and uh, he even killed her pets and her handmaidens and really, 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 really annoyed her. So <laughs> yeah. He does defeat them, and at the end uh, the, of the battles, all the lands were covered in blood. There were the dead bodies of Maeve's warriors everywhere, and this time she is furious. So she raided the lands herself. She got her bull, and the bull was brought back to Connacht. And after all of this, Maeve is delighted because this is the whole point of having the bull. She's going to set it on to Aliel's bull. <laughs> and they have a fight. And... Her Maeve's bull then uh, is victorious and he wins and uh, defeats the other bull. So Maeve eventually got her way. She was eventually uh, the most dominant one in the marriage because <laughs> her bull won. <laughs> Although sadly, um, her bull um, was mortally wounded and apparently he wandered around Ireland for dropping pieces of the bull of Fionnvanach, the bull that he defeated off his horns. And he created uh, place names all around Ireland by doing this and then finally returned home and died of exhaustion. It's a bit of a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly. God, a little cost. Yeah, too, so right? that way, yeah, so Maeve was dominant for a few minutes, but then both bulls sadly ended up dead. And well, at, nice, at least now they live in an equal household. Yeah. <laughs> That's relationship goals, really. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, there's plenty more. Yeah. No, no. I was going to say, yeah, I, I really liked um, Maeve's story. I didn't know how close you were. I, I, I was extremely shocked with how she died. I don't know if that's where you're going next or if I'm skipping ahead too quick. Um, yes, they're, they're well, I mean, nothing really. Um, I don't think there was anything of huge significance after this massive bullfight, you know. Right. Um, but Maeve actually, she was she was uh, she lived to be quite old. Mm-hmm. She um, caught her husband with a lover and had him killed. You know, very passionate woman. Good for her. And then, yeah, as Brian was referring to, she was actually killed by her sister's son because um, Maeve killed uh, her sister, his mother, years ago. And this is what Brian was saying here. This is very, very interesting. He killed her with a piece of cheese. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I'm going to go. That's how old she was. 
<laughs> That's how I'll be going, guys. I, that, love I wonder how much. long that cheese has been sitting there waiting to be used. Yeah. <laughs> now, was it yeah, a block of cheese it. or like a little? No, it was like a sling. No, it was a little old hard piece of cheese. Yeah. And oh uh, Maeve was, yeah, she was bathing in the lake and he took a slingshot and the old piece of cheese and he slung it at her head and killed her. Wow. Yeah. I know. What Can a you, way to go. What drunk, like, medicine man doctor gave the autopsy? Like, come and they're like, oh, quick, Queen Maeve is down. We have to get, get fetch a doctor. She's not breathing. And oh, cheese. It was cheese. <laughs> it was obviously. It was you know. the cheese. Yeah. Like, are you sure that wasn't cheese in your beard? No, no. It was. It, it, he, it, the cheese killed her. It did. It did. I'll eat it, though. Thanks. It was just cheese, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was like a that was a curveball on the story there. I was like, oh wow, yeah, lots of yeah. husbands, warrior princess, essentially fairy queen, death by cheese. Wow, like almost yeah. biblical, like almost biblical. Yeah, there, yeah. You know, like a sling, David and Goliath, but like Although, dairy version. It was. Really yeah, queen Maeve kind of did have the last laugh because uh, there's said to be her grave is still said to be there up in Point Sligo. And she is buried in this stone cairn. Um, I don't, I don't know if uh, you can just walk up to it or whatever. But um, that's according to legend where she is. Yeah. It's never been uh, excavated or anything. And the story goes that she was buried right and facing towards Ulster, looking at her enemies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> eyes on them. <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. I I came across uh, ancient origins has this kind of in-depth thing about the tomb of the fairy queen Maeve, which I like they're the only site that I saw that kept calling her the fairy queen. I thought that was interesting. Uh, uh, like it wasn't, you know, always, mm. she was not always called a fairy queen, but this, this site did it. And yeah, it, it, it says that uh, there's a tomb. There are these beautiful Hills um, and that her, her tomb is likely there. It dates back to the Neolithic period even, which is uh, 10,000 to four and a half thousand bce so when you you mentioned that the story that we have the story that we've kind of given today is in the first ad well what's really cool about that is it is it that's that's the oldest written record in old irish that we have of it mm -hmm. but yeah but yep. there's thousands of years of oral tradition before that so I, what, what what blows my mind too is this article and like you just said it's unexcavated and i'm like what the hell Go excavate it. What are you, <laughs> what are you waiting aren't on? Aren't there, throw a couple no, grad students leave at her it. alone. This is not the year to go around excavating right. evil queens. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're going to find the no, cheese no. that'll destroy the world. Um, well, no, thank oh, you, Debbie. That's That was a wonderful way yeah, of, of sort of telling it. Um, you, you you got it. I mean, that's, that's Queen Maeve, it, it, it's really interesting like seeing everything so like, we, like i said we've talked about this stuff a little bit before and i was really we, we talked a little bit uh in in our little group before this and i mentioned i was going to talk about the four myth cycles of irish legend and you weren't super familiar with those and i wasn't beforehand either and i was i this is a really weird thing i, I can't cammy do you know if i mentioned this during lear i thought i mentioned this during one of our episodes i can't remember if i have or not i should have double check that e either way uh, it doesn't sound familiar but continue i i it, i might have just read it and then thought i said it well anyway so 
that's kind of the cool thing about Irish mythology is how how deep back it goes. And we, we did a, a brief episode on Welsh mythology as well, and there's some kind of parallels there. I mean, that kind of makes sense. It's a very similar area, similar cultures, in that the, there are oral traditions that, that predate a lot, like, you know, that go way deeper in this area. And then uh, what's really cool, though, about the Irish myth is that it did it did get written in old irish like that word mave with where it's, it kind of looks like medb or mead and looks yeah. and sounds like uh, mead the drink the alcoholic beverage that's like a proto celtic word it's it's a it's a an old rooted word so of course like all things christianity comes in and kind of fudges up a lot of stuff but it was the good thing about it is we have some good records because of the the record keeping that they did, the Christians and the priests did, we have some some things that go from like the sixth to eighth to the twelfth century that are really well preserved and recorded that kind of keep these lines. Like we've talked about in Norse mythology, there's basically like one dude in the twelfth or fourteenth century, Snorri, who was just like, "I'm gonna write it down," and, and you know, <laughs> super. It, it's like it's super. It's just based off of one dude writing this stuff. In this case, we have lots of different sources, lots of different kind of corroborations. And I, what's really cool, the Wikipedia page talks about the way – so the chronology, the, the age of it all, it's kind of hard because they, they imagine that the priests muddled up everything because the priests, like they did with a lot of things and especially – we've definitely talked about this with Irish um, legend and, and myth – is it kind of gets Christianized. You know, all, all the, the fest – the pagan yeah. the pagan stuff gets taken out and or not taken out it gets it gets transformed so it's a little more christian friendly so in irish myth one of the most important things is the um is it tuatha de danan tua de danan tu, there we go so there tua tua de danan they they're these kind of like a key sort of like godly race of of people yeah. that were kind of like the fairy people yes yeah they were mythical people which which yeah of course, the 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 priests kind of take over. They be, they all just become kingly people. They're they're all just they oh they were old ancient kings and that that way it kind of takes out the mysticism of it and just kind of but but it still validates the culture and and legend. So that's we have lots well, of examples till, of that. No, yeah, go for even it. Even till the, no, the uh, the sort of well, early twentieth century or some places very very rural Ireland. Not that they would. I don't want to say they'd follow the law or the the words the fairies or something yeah. like that but uh you know there's certain traditions in uh you know irish culture that he's the fairies right it's, it's a little yeah. strange and yeah. even now like there's there's an old myth like did you ever see a person who has two different color eyes red, blue uh one green one. yeah heterochromia david one. bowie i yes yeah, sorry i apologize <laughs> i could not think of the name of the condition but uh in <laughs> Some places in Ireland, the rumor goes those those people have been touched by the fairies. You know? Oh sure, yeah. Or um, and a lot of things get blamed on the fairies. The crops yep. go bad, or perhaps um, oil goes missing, or something like that. And this in very very old old, you know, before long before a couple of centuries ago, right? Could have been taken by the fairies, you know. Yeah, it, it was a it was a great explanation. Like fairies were we've we had an episode on fairies with Peter, and we talked about how they are they were very malicious mm. that the the way that they kind of became more sweet and nice and Tinkerbell came a lot later through kind of around the medieval era, but through the narrative writings, making them more fluffy and loving and things like that. But they, and they went from like evil deities that ate your kids to like 
benevolent yes. sort of things. But yeah, and, and that's so there, there's going the 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 Irish folklore, the Irish literature. It, it we have strong evidence of it kind of predating you know time essentially. So it has these deep roots. Mm. Christianity, of course, kind of came in. Um, it, it it was a good and a bad thing because it they they wrote down so much. So we have such a great um, source of all the stories now. And then and you know today we can kind of look and see what probably was changed. But the the bad thing is, is yeah, a lot of things kind of were sort of made to fit sort of a, a better narrative. But it's cool. The 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 four cycles are really nice. I I wish more like mythological or myths. Uh, focuses did this like greek and roman because it 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 levels them into like eras it's almost like a chronology i tried to look up the history of the four cycles when they started getting used i don't know i couldn't find it i have to dig like a lot deeper but the four myths are there's there's the first one's called myth go figure the second one's called the ulster cycle and that's where the roots of um kukulain and mave come from so that it's like this time period when these events happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and this, yeah proper. there's different like themes too to each myth so after the ulster cycle is the fenian cycle which was about the mm. people the fianna people the like who are kind of like nomadic outlaws fianna fianna people like nomadic outlaws and yeah. the last cycle is the king or historical cycle and this was this really just focused on the kings of the, the areas their lineages and i think this was at this point, it was more recorded in the medieval era, and and when that was really more important to write down your kingship, write down why why are you king, what roots do you have, what godly connections do you have to being the king of this land. That that was really important at that time period. So, it's really cool though. Yeah, I, it, yeah, yeah. But it, it still kept a lot of the themes of the five invasions. There's there were these five great invasions of Ireland, um, how important they were and stuff like that. And oh no, I, six invasions. Sorry, um, the first five um, were from otherworldly beings. The last ones were for this, pe- these people called the Malaysians. But anyway, so that's that's kind of Irish myth in a, a bit of a <laughs> nutshell. Um, and the four cycles kind of help uh, tell you when things <laughs> happened. Christianity, of course, kind of came in. It did change a lot of things. But as we, we talk, I remember the Banshee episode really clearly, like. Even though, you know, people are, are can be devout Christians, they still like there, there's still this feeling of the the, the like I, I talked about it before. I'm a big fan of Bernard Cornwell's books, and he talks a lot about. Um, he did books on King Arthur. He did books on ninth century England and stuff like that. And he'll always have an Irish character in it. And the I especially in his uh, Last Kingdom books, the Irish character in that his name's Finnan. He he's very he's a he's a devout Christian, but he's also like he, he talks about the old magic of Ireland, how how it's covered in old magic, very deep. So even no matter how Christian they are, you're still going to have a druid. You're still going to listen to them. You're still going to like respect the ancient traditions because of how scared you are of of things like fairies eating your kids when you're not looking. Um, so that's just a little fun way. But yeah, what the, the craziest thing about Maeve to me, though, is her birth or uh, her her tomb could very well be just sitting in this area that dates back she could have been a real queen in the neolithic period and her tomb could just be a couple like six thousand years old sitting there um saying do not disturb (laughs) well you think about new (laughs) think about newgrange that's 
how many as well that's what it was five six thousand years old yeah there's ancient ancient cairns and burials and everything in Ireland. right uh, yeah Oh, and I, yeah. I, I skipped over the last thing I'll talk about, which this is really cool. And it, it we've, we've discussed this a lot, um, the concept of euhemerism, um, where it, you know, myth is created to explain history. So we've discussed it on our Medusa episode, I think is when we first really brought it up, where, you know, there's a theory that the whole story of Medusa was these, this temple, this Greek temple that worshipped Gorgons or Medusa was attacked. And then that, that attacking kind of became a myth. Well, anyway, a lot of Irish myth is, is, is explained in that way. And they, they think, or one theory is, that there's this idea in Irish myth of the sovereignty goddess. So in a lot of ways, when a king becomes a king, he, he marries the land that he's becoming a king over. And he's and he, it's a very like a deep connection. Now, um, Wikipedia does mention a literal uh, marriage and communion with um, a horse that some kings did. Apparently, I won't go super deep in that. You can check out Wikipedia for more on that. But they think that that I'm going to have to call my secondary school history teacher. Yeah. Check yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> please ask your secondary school teacher about that, please. Um, but, but it was this idea, I, you know, uh, the, a king, uh, queen, queen Maeve, her, her legends, she's, she had several husbands. She, she, she went through um, a lot of husbands and she was at this time too. It, it parallels with the idea of sort of the earth, you know, a mother earth kind of thing, the earth giving you, providing in a motherly way um, and also like punishing you if, in, in a way like with bad crops and things like that. And so there's the, the, the idea of, of the sovereignty goddess is, is that a, a king has, it, it personifies the territory. So there's this idea that Queen Maeve is sort of a, a euhemeristic example of this where the king has to respect the land, treat the land well, marry the land, what he's doing is he's marrying Queen Maeve in that regard. So there, there isn't too much on that. It's a little section on Wikipedia, and it's also kind of mentioned in some of our other sources or that I had, um, like Celtic Life, uh, International.com, and Ancient Origins kind of briefly sort of talk about these things as well. But that was the last kind of fun thing that I saw was this this kind of encompassing euhemeristic idea of, of marrying the land and, and – Queen Maeve being a personification of the land that you do marry and things like that. So I will say, Cammy, I know for a fact in the Banshee episode and in children, the the uh, Children of Lear, we use the website. I think it's CelticWeddingRings.com. Yes, they have a huge lore. They did not help me out this time. I'm very disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> they did not have a Queen Maeve section that did I could find. Did you at least buy a ring? No, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> but feel free to check them out. And that's uh, doing my search on this. It's so funny, Debbie. I don't know if it's if it comes across to you, but like whenever we do our our googling, uh, you know, on research, you'll find so many websites where they'll sell a product, and it's it's an i or or it's a blog, and it's just like they'll throw in like, hey, we sell Irish flags. Here's our Irish complete <laughs> history section. And, the, and that's CelticWeddingRings.com where you can buy like $100 beautiful bands. Uh, they've just got this like dude, a histor like they've got a resident historian just writing blog posts about Irish myth. It's just really funny. It's like it's like you have to have it, yeah. it how it's super ingrained we're, into it. We're very thorough about these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. See, the thing is in Ireland, as you know, that there's there's a story, there's a myth, there's a legend behind everything. Even right. your Celtic wedding bands, you guys call yeah. them clatterings. 
uh, yeah, there's like a story behind that one sure. as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, it was there. I think it was named after the king's daughter Clada, who would have been Connacht as well as in Galway, and she was apparently staring out to sea. It was washed away uh, by the sea, and so it was so heartbroken. It was made a Clada ring for her. I oh. think. That is the right one. Please do not quote me if I am incorrect. <laughs> well, it's right now. That's what myth yeah, is. I mean, you're, you're the, Irish. Yeah. You just gave us a myth. <laughs> the, here's the mystery original Irish myth. Present it TM, you know. There you go. There's <laughs> well, a whole, there's oh, a load of them. Debbie, did you want to mention, sorry, your sources and that book that you were recommending? Uh, well, this is just, um, it's an old book I have. This thing uh, would be Lady Gregory's Complete Irish, Irish Mythology. With a preface by W.B. Yeats. Oh, like, cool! Yeats. Highly, highly yeah. doubt. I had to study yeah, that. He, you know, that's yeah, excellent. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah, he would be. Um, ah, there's uh, so much, so much history about him. Yeah, that was a uh, Tammy. Uh, he makes a tie-in with the Chancing Your Arm story, or that's for another night, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh that's right yeah and i didn't even i completely even though cammy reminded me so debbie uh, was one who suggested a myth or a story for our recently or our number two of the um, suburban legends so that was another thing we have to thank her for um other than being on today's yes, episode is supplying us material so excellent well guys this was a wonderful discussion a thorough discussion on irish myth that i've really loved and uh, i mean there's there's a ton there um that we can come back to as well uh but i i think we've covered just about everything uh everyone thank you for joining us remember to hit us up on facebook and if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to hear or, or what we missed please let us know there you can also hit us up on youtube where you can watch us uh looking at each other talking about how hard it is to pronounce these words Luckily, that's a problem for everybody. Um, but yeah, any questions, just send them directly. <laughs> yeah, if you have any have a questions about Ireland, of all of your poor viewers trying to pronounce these words. Yeah. Oh wow, that, that would, would be, be great. Yeah, they get a free face mask or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with an Irish flag on it. Or something. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, uh, Cammy, thanks as always for being Thank on the you, show. Brian. And Debbie, thank you so much. This was really special. Yeah, we appreciate really you appreciate coming having on. you down. You did great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was excellent. Well, everyone, uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Oh.